know that music. That music signals the David Glenn Show on a Tuesday afternoon. And welcome into three hours of, well, kind of, sort of, not the David Glenn Show today. David, as you guys know, is uh, on vacation. Much deserved, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, I know that, that, that David Glenn's a really smart guy. I went to law school and all that. But I'm not so I'm not really sure how really smart he is when you turn the keys to the Cadillac over to a couple of jack legs uh, like me. Wake Forest Day. I'm Stan Cotton. I'm Steve Shutt. Hi, Steve. Good to, good to have you here. Good and, to be with you, Stan. And to, to, to show you that, that David's not completely lost his marbles, Darren Vaught, his everyday producer, is also here. Darren, how are you doing? I am excellent. Happy to have you guys aboard. Well, thanks. It's 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 We're going to have fun. I hope we're going to have fun. I know we're going to have fun. Uh, you, Darren, are down in Raleigh. We thankfully are here in the Curtis Media Studios, Studio B to be exact, uh, in Kernersville. So we drove, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes instead of uh, an hour and a half. But we're going to be here for the next three hours. And for all you non-wake people, it's okay. It's okay. It'll be all right. Uh, just hang with us. Uh, you're going to learn a lot about wake, maybe some things that, that you that you might not have known. And we're going to start big now. We're going straight out of the shoot with, with uh, John Curry, Wake's new athletic director, and at the bottom of the hour, talk a little football with uh, with Dave Clawson. But uh, we're pleased to follow the Duke guys from yesterday. I think uh, Patrick Johnson, the East Carolina boys are coming on, and girls for that matter, hopefully, will come on tomorrow. But it's Wake Forest Day today on the uh, David Glenn Show. You know, I kind of feel like, you know what I feel like? What's that? I feel like I'm, I'm in a really high-quality rental car, <laughs> but I didn't buy the insurance. So we're, we're, we're going to have some fun, but we're going to, I don't know, if we, if we ding the thing a little bit, who cares? Well, we're in great studios. It's uh, nice. Great setting here in Kernersville. And uh, I agree with you, Stan. It's going to be a great three hours. We're going to hear from current Deeks, former Deeks, and the people running the Wake Forest Department. And those uh, will talk a lot about Wake Forest football. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to believe that, oh, my goodness, we do a, a Dave Clawson radio show next week. And then Wake and Utah State kick things off, literally, on, on a Friday night, August the 30th. We'll... We'll be talking a lot about that game here in the next three hours. Uh, it's down now to single-game tickets uh, for that game with the Aggies, which, by the way, is a really good college football opener. That's not one of these mail-in type deals. I mean, the Aggies have a really, really good quarterback. He's going to play in the National Football League in all probability. This is a, a, a really well-coached team, and I can promise you, Steve, that that Dave Clawson's had his eye on that uh, date for a long, long time. He understands it. We'll talk to Coach Clawson about that again at the bottom of the hour here in a bit, but uh, he's well aware of, of how good Utah State is and how tough of an opener that's going to be. Their quarterback, Jordan Love, uh, got a lot of love nationally last year. Uh, can throw the ball well, runs the ball very well. He is not one of the quarterbacks that Wake Forest has seen in their two most recent meetings with Utah State. So this will be... Um, one of the very best quarterbacks to come to BB&T Field this fall. Yeah, I talked to uh, Scott, uh, Scott Gerard, their play-by-play guy, a couple of couple of weeks ago. I was on a podcast that, that they were doing, 
And, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I think Utah State feels a whole lot like Wake does, very respectful of the opponent coming into ACC country. Aggies were here uh, before, obviously, uh, in a game that Wake Forest won. Wake Forest uh, lost out there a few years ago. But, uh, but again, I think it's, it's, it's one of those games where both Wake Forest and Utah State are going to get a pretty good gauge on where they are uh, as the season begins. And speaking of, of a gauge, Wake Forest had its uh, first scrimmage last night. And so really I did, did not talk to Coach Clawson afterward. I know, Steve, you did, but I'm anxious to, to get his thoughts on, on uh, what he saw last night. But to what I saw, I, I, I thought it looked pretty good. Absolutely. I thought that freshman running back Kenneth Walker had a breakout scrimmage last night, rushed for 84 yards, showed some elusive moves, and I think he's got a real shot to to play this year. You've got Cade Carney and Christian Beal-Smith coming back. Uh, DeAndre Delaney, Courtney McKinney were on the squad last year. They carried the ball a bit last night too, but uh, there was something special about Kenneth's uh, ball carries last night, and he may have a shot to play this year. In a lot of talk, I mean, Every fall camp, it's always about the quarterback. It's always about the quarterback, and and, and justifiably so. Uh, that the, the quarterback, as Skip Prosser used to say about his point guards, uh, that, that they are the straw that stirs the drink. And and thankfully for the Digs, they've got two very talented kids in Jamie Newman, who finished uh, the bowl season a year ago, and I, I thought finished it. I'm trying to come up heroically, maybe. I mean, he was fantastic, and. Uh, you know, just the fact now that the Deeks have a couple to pick from. Uh, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't much different from back in 06 when Riley Skinner became uh, the number two quarterback because of an injury. Uh, last year, Jamie Newman was hampered towards the end of camp with an injury that allowed Sam Hartman to become the starter. Jamie was there. Uh, throughout the year and then when Sam went down in week nine Jamie was able to to fill in and you know what a remarkable first career start going to NC State beating the Wolfpack uh, in Carter Finley Stadium they were ranked number 14 in the college football poll at the time so and then getting the win over uh, Memphis in the Birmingham Bowl yeah, both of them had great moments last year, and right now they are neck and neck in the competition to start the 2019 season. Yeah, just like fall camp last year. I mean, uh, and, and last night Sam Hartman looked really, really good, really quick. I mean, he's he's not quite as big as Jamie Newman, but I thought Jamie started the scrimmage very well and it just was in control of things, and and uh, the offense moved uh, down the field pretty well. So uh, we're 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 gonna again talk with Coach Clawson about those two young men. As well, here's kind of the lineup. Again, we're going to start with uh, Wake Forest Athletic Director John Curry here in just a couple of minutes. He's got a pretty tight window, and then we'll kind of get into the flow. Coach Clawson, as we've talked about, we we mentioned Greg Dorch, uh, rather uh, Cade Carney. We'll we'll visit with Cade and also Justin Sternad, two of the Deacon uh, captains. We'll talk a little soccer today uh, as well. Wake will open the same day the Deacons open in football. They'll open in soccer as well at home. We'll. We'll talk with Coach Bobby Muse, the four-time ACC Coach of the Year. Former Deacons, Greg Dortch and Ryan Anderson, both now in camp with the New York Jets. We'll talk uh, to them. We'll talk a little Wake Forest, or rather a Winston-Salem Open tennis uh, today with, with Bill Oaks. That event starts this weekend. We're going to have a fantastic women's exhibition match 
as part of uh, that week. You'll want to find out about that. We'll talk uh, to the marketing director at Wake Forest, Lenny Mathis, about what fans can expect uh, in that opener with Utah State. A lot of stuff will be going on in and around that game, and we'll also talk with uh, Les Johns and Connor O'Neill, who both cover the Dakes. We'll get their uh, take as well. So, as uh, as promised, we're going to start things off with Wake Forest Athletic Director uh, John Curry, who's on the line uh, with us now. And, John, I know, first of all, thanks for spending a few minutes with us here today on the David Glenn Show. And I, I know you're, what, you started May 1. You're a little over 100 days now. How's the, uh, how's the honeymoon? How have you found things at Wake Forest? And how have those 100-plus days been for you? Well, Stan, they've gone by awful fast. It's yeah, I bet. a ton of fun. I've had lots of great interactions. Um, we had a 400 folks last night uh, at a Wake Forest fan gathering at uh, Bridger Field House and watched a little bit of that scrimmage with a good-looking team out there on the field. Uh, but uh, probably seen uh, now probably about 1,500 people that I've been in front of, uh, which has been awful, uh, awful fun and a great way to listen and learn uh, from our fans. John, the I'm a fan initiative is something that uh, you initiated right after you came on board. Talk a little bit about the success of that and, and what the, the goal is in terms of filling the BB&T field for that Utah State game on August 30th. Well, Steve, as you know, our, our goal is to provide the best fan experience in the state of North Carolina. We're going to start that off uh, with the Utah State game. Uh, we also have two great home soccer games that week. But that Utah State game on Friday night on August 30th, uh, we've had great grassroots engagement. Um, you know, all the people in the city of Winston-Salem and the triad and, and really around the state uh, have responded really well. We've probably had 5,000 tickets sold uh, over the last uh, two months uh, since we really launched that deal at the beginning of, uh, uh, of June. Part of the message of that is that uh, uh, you don't have to go to Wake Forest to come to Wake Forest games. You don't have to. I have grown up in Winston-Salem. Anybody can be a fan of college athletics, college sports, uh, and being a fan at Wake Forest, at BB&T Field, is a great um, uh, place to be a fan. And this happens to be a football team that we're all very excited about, coming off of three consecutive uh, bowl victories, uh, performing among the top 10% of all FCS programs academically with a very high graduation rate in APR, uh, and lots of uh, young people from North Carolina participating for the D&D. John, uh, you know, there's been a lot of movement on campus with offices and football moving and basketball moving and all kinds of things, which uh, is has created uh, a lot of very positive vibes. And I know the, the Shaw Basketball Complex now open, the Sutton Sports Performance Center now open, the grand openings of those will be a little bit later. But uh, tell us about how those two beautiful facilities are transforming life now uh, uh, in Wake Forest Athletics. Well, thanks to the support and the leadership of the Board of Trustees and President Hatch and the vision for Wake Forest to be excellent at everything uh, Wake Forest does, uh, we are taking a massive leap forward. Um, you, know, you think about it, Wake Forest is in a special club. We're, we're one of 15 schools in the Atlantic Coast Conference. We're one of 65 schools in the Power Five. Uh, and now thanks, especially to extraordinary leadership from people like Bob McCrary and Ben Sutton and Mitch Shaw, um, Wake Forest football facilities and Wake Forest basketball facilities and indeed the facilities for all Wake Forest student-athletes when you add in uh, David Cal's ballpark uh, and, of course, our wonderful tennis center and Surprise Stadium, uh, we look pretty good. And we offer uh, facilities comparable uh, as good or better than any other school in the country, uh, certainly in our state. Uh, and you couple that with the opportunity to 
uh, earn a world-class education from a university like Wake Forest. Um, and this is a really compelling opportunity uh, for young people to come and, um, and, and achieve their dreams of competing at the highest level academically and the highest level a- athletically. And, John, just to follow up on that, I mean, you've, you've been, you know, you're at Wake Forest for a, for a long time before going to Tennessee, then on to Kansas State. You've, you've been in this game for a long, long time, been in and around the recruitment of student-athletes, and especially these last few years. I mean, you've got to have the facilities to compete, right, in, in the recruiting battles, and to expect Dave Clawson and Danny Manning and all the others to get kids into Wake Forest that can compete at this level. You've got to have facilities that are as good as, as the next, right? I mean, and, and this is a huge step forward for the Diggs. Well, it, it, but it's not just athletics. You think about Wake Forest um, and uh, the Farrell, uh, Farrell Hall, which is our beautiful, uh, you know, virtually brand new business school, um, or what's happened in downtown Winston-Salem, where almost $2 billion has been invested, including the Innovation Quarter and Wake Forest University's beautiful new school of medicine uh, building in one of the old RJR buildings here in downtown Winston-Salem. Um, you know, world-class researchers, you want them in world-class facilities. Um, and, and teaching in, in great classroom spaces, and, and it's the same uh, from an athletics perspective. So uh, we're very fortunate here that we can provide, uh, as we call it, a world-class student-athlete experience is one of our goals, um, along with having the best fan experience in North Carolina. And um, uh, thanks again to great leadership uh, from individuals uh, and collectively from the Demon Deacon Nation, if you will, uh, we've taken a massive step forward towards that uh, with these new facilities. John, last year, Wake Forest finished 36th in the nation in the Director's Cup, which measures a uh, institution's success based on their NC2A tournament finishes. Wake Forest, uh, the 36th was a high-water mark, uh, best in 12 years. Six Wake Forest teams finished the year top 10 in the NCAA. What can Deacon fans expect for this coming season? Well, we have a very competitive set of coaches, as you well know, Steve. Um, a high-level um, experience, uh, you know, coaches that have won national championships, coaches that have competed for national championships. You know, if you think about it this year, uh, we did win two, two ACC championships in men's tennis and women's golf, and, and we were literally a stroke away uh, from beating Duke uh, to win the national championship in women's golf. And uh, we played in the last match uh, for the second straight year. This year we fell a little bit short against Texas in, in men's tennis. So uh, we, we played a national championship caliber. Uh, our men's golf team was right there as well um, in the match play uh, championship um, out in uh, Arkansas as well. So, uh, you know, you look right now at men's soccer, uh, ranked fourth going into the season. Women's soccer, which actually is getting on a bus just as I was leaving the complex today, uh, heading up for their first exhibition match uh, tomorrow night. Uh, women's soccer ranked in the top 25 for the first time in a number of years. Uh, Jennifer Averill and our women's field hockey team, uh, they were having a great team uh, building meeting uh, with Coach Averill. Uh, she's been doing it a long time, but she is, still has incredible energy uh, and connectivity with her student-athletes, and they obviously had a very special run to the Final Four last year. So I'm really excited about all our teams, and, and as I, in my first year back after being gone for 19 years, uh, get to know our coaches and student-athletes, I can't be more proud uh, of the way these young people and these coaches represent not just Wake Forest, but also the city of Winston-Salem, the Triad, uh, and then the Atlantic Coast Conference. 
And John, I know you're as excited as, as all we are uh, for that opener on Friday night, August 30th. There's more going on on campus that day, soccer opener and, and other things. But uh, the bright lights of uh, the ACC network will be on and uh, shining on BB&T Field as the Deeks and the Aggies go at it. And we want to encourage, we're down to single game tickets now. We want that place to be packed on Friday night, the 30th to give the Deeks uh, a home field advantage, and uh, I'm sure they'll have it. And I, do, uh, I know that uh, you, like us, are very excited for that night to get here. Opening night, I can't wait. I was in uh, actually over at the stadium yesterday uh, with Lenny Mathis, Mathis and Mike Odom and some of our other folks looking at some of our, our video board slates and, and some of the uh, new things that our, that our staff uh, has planned. We're going to have a great festive atmosphere before the game outside BB&T Field. I'm hearing rumors of a band outside, uh, free for everybody that's uh, that's coming into the game, uh, fireworks, the whole shooting match. It's going to be a really special night uh, for Wake Forest. We are playing an excellent football team in Utah State. Their quarterback is a draft pick in all likelihood. They have two defensive players uh, who are draft picks. They won 10 games last year. Uh, this is a big-time game uh, right out of the gates for Coach Clawson and his squad, and I know we'll be ready. John, thanks a lot. We appreciate your time today here on the David Glenn Show. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Steve. All right, that is John Curry. He's been athletic director, oh, since May 1 at Wake Forest following uh, Ron Wellman and the great Dr. Gene Hooks. We'll take a quick timeout coming up bottom of the hour. Head football coach Dave Clawson. It's Wake Forest Day on the David Glenn Show. Back in a moment. going back well jackson five toward the bottom of the hour i think darren knows you and i are both a little older i uh i enjoy the 70s genre of music i've got uh on my pickup truck i've got xm satellite radio and i i probably listen to more 70s on seven than than anything else but uh classic vinyl is also good (laughs) Uh, it was good catching up with uh, John Curry. I think he's uh, uh, speaking at Rotary downtown Winston-Salem today. Now, John Curry's very big on social media. You can follow him on Twitter, at John underscore Curry. You can follow me on Twitter, if you'd like, at Stan Cotton, WF. And you're not on the tweet machine, are you? Steve, you, you run all awake, so, I mean, at Demon Deacons, you can follow Wake Sports there. Absolutely. Uh, at Wake Foot, at Wake, Wake FB. FB. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those are two. Um, we also, we have a Twitter account for every one of our sports, and we are very active on that. And it's a great way. It reaches a different demographic of your audience. It's a, it's a younger audience, those folks who are, who grew up with the smartphone and social media. And then there are different demographics that, they reach different segments of our audience. So you've been in you've been in sports information for a long time. You know your, your titles, media relations, but all of us know folks like you as SIDs, the sports information guys. Is that the biggest change, maybe in terms of how sports are covered in the last 10, 12 years? The the social media aspect of uh, what's going on. I think so. Yeah. In in the 80s, you dealt with your local newspapers, your yeah. local radio, your 
local TV stations. What the internet and digital media has allowed is if I am in 1985, if I wanted to get the word out about we wanted to sell out the Utah State game, I had no vehicle to do that other than to get the local paper, to get the local radio, get local TV to put our message out there. Now with internet, social media, we go directly to our audience. We no longer have to go and work with a gatekeeper who can filter the message. We can put our message directly out there to our public and tell them exactly what the story is. It's Wake Forest Day here on the David Glenn Show. David is on vacation somewhere. I have no idea. but uh, He's in London. Week. Is he? He is. He went to a uh, Tottenham Hotspurs match uh, two days ago. Wow. That's big time. I mean, he really went on vacation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been so far out of the picture. Well, what, <laughs> what did he tell you, Darren? He said, now, look. I'm going to let these guys come on here, these these Duke guys and Carolina guys and Wake guys and ECU guys, but but don't what, – what did he tell you? What, what was his advice to you, Darren, about I, I giving think, us the keys? To I the think kingdom? it was something to the extent of hold don't down the fort. Don't let them hurt the, the Hold the down the fort, and that's about it. Like, <laughs> other than that, not much guidance. I can't lie. <laughs> well, it's funny getting ready for this, I, you know, I'm not a talk. I, I've done play-by-play my whole life. I'm, I'm not a talk radio guy, and neither is Steve. And I, I really appreciate the job, Darren, that guys like you who produce. Of course, you do your own show as well. But uh, it's not easy lining up guests and making sure they're they're where they're supposed to be at the right time and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we have, we have a better appreciation for what you do, and we appreciate you uh, babysitting, if you will, uh, <laughs> with us here today. Uh, we're going to take another quick timeout, and uh, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Wake Forest head football coach Dave Clawson, who put his Deacons through scrimmage number one of fall camp last night. So we're anxious to get his thoughts, and uh, you can follow him as well on Twitter, at Coach Clawson. It's the David Glenn Show, bottom of the hour here just past noontime. We'll talk Wake football with a coach of the Deeks when we return. We're, uh, we're right back after this. David Glenn Show on a Tuesday, second half hour of the program. David on vacation. Stan Cotton, Steve Shutt here along with producer Darren Vaught. And as promised, we're going to jump right into more focused talk on Wake Forest football with the coach of the Deeks, Dave Clawson. Coach, thanks for joining us today. How you doing? Stan, this is like riding a bike, being on a radio <laughs> show with you, man. Hey, well, the, uh, the uh, Dave Clawson show for real starts next uh, Wednesday in Winston-Salem at Bibbs downtown. So uh, all you folks out there, the sound of my voice, come out and see us. You can reach out and touch Coach uh, next Wednesday. Coach, how'd you sleep last night after uh, scrimmage number one? Oh, um, not well. I came back afterwards and watched the uh, the film with our defensive staff and then got up this morning and watched it with the offensive staff. And uh, I always like getting both perspectives on it. And um, anytime you you go against each other, the uh, the good is balanced by the bad. So, uh, But overall, I like where we're at. Um, I think there's certainly things we need to work on before we're ready to play a game, but that's what camp's for. Yeah, and from 30,000 feet, those of us who are uneducated, I thought uh, for a lot of it, a lot of energy, uh, I thought the offense looked really good. 
you got two quarterbacks who are, are very capable players, have proven they can win. So you're going to have to obviously battle with them through camp to see who uh, starts. And I'm not sure it's all that important, really. I guess it is, but in a way it's not. Uh, you tell me. But uh, I thought they looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought for a first scrimmage, um, it, w- it was very clean. It wasn't uh, as sloppy as a lot of times first scrimmages are. There are very few penalties. And uh, I thought both quarterbacks looked good and looked sharp and ran the offense well. And uh, we have some good young players. I mean, after watching the film, uh, watching Kenneth Walker, uh, Trey Rucker, uh, A.J. Williams, Chase Jones, there were some guys that really stuck out on film who are freshmen that – I think we'll have an opportunity to help us this year. So anytime you can build that depth and have more of those players that are over the line in terms of being able to help you win is is always a good thing. Dave, what's the main focus now between scrimmage one and scrimmage two? Just taking the mistakes that you did make and correcting those. What what are you going to be working on the next few days? The next few days is just a ton of situation work. Um, Third downs, red zone, two-minute four minute um all those situations in football that the players have to have the antennas up and understand what's at stake what the situation requires um and so we we typically do that here the the first week and week and a half is kind of a general get the nuts and bolts in and then the the second and third week become very situation oriented um and then you know, the last scrimmage, you do a, a lot of situation work, and then you start getting ready for game one, which isn't far away at all now. Yeah, game one, Utah State. We were talking a little bit about that earlier with uh, with John Curry, and uh, that is, uh, that, that's going to be a terrific opener for, for fans, I'm sure, as a football coach. Uh, uh, man, that's a tough opener, a, a tough way to begin against a really good team, really good quarterback. But uh, uh, And I know you'll focus in on the Aggies a little bit later, but uh, just – in a general sense, that is a tough opener, but a, a way for you to really quickly, Dave, gauge what you've got, right? They're, they're a good team. They were 11-2 and two a year ago. Um, you know, they at times were a top-20 team. I think they finished the year 21st or 23rd. Uh, they've got a returning quarterback. Pretty much the whole defense is back for them. They've got a really good front seven, and most of those guys are back. Um, they have a new head coach, but he was the old coach. He was uh, the head coach um, seven years ago at Utah State, so he knows what he's doing. He's hired a really good offensive coordinator. Um, this will be a good football team we played open up with. It's August the 30th on a Friday night. We're down to single-game tickets available now, and you can check uh, out godeeks.com if you'd like to purchase a ticket and coach I know uh, you, you hope that the stands are packed we anticipate that they will so you'll have a a good uh, home field advantage and and start the uh, the season the right way yeah I mean for, last year it seemed like a lot of our, our big wins were on the road and, and we want to play yeah. much better at BB&T and uh, I think John Curry's done a great job of kind of a grassroots marketing campaign I, I know the ticket sales uh, for the opener, um, you know, when you play a non-conference team, um, you know, that our t- fans maybe aren't familiar with. I mean, th- this is a really good football team, and it's exciting to see uh, how many tickets are already sold and hopefully will be at or close to a sellout by the time game time's here. Spending a couple of minutes with Wake Forest head football coach Dave Clawson here on the David Glenn Show. And coming up in just a few minutes, Coach, we're going to talk with one of your captains, Justin Sternab. But 
year six for you now at, at Wake, and this is kind of uncharted waters for you, right? Sixth year of a program as the head coach. How does it feel? You've never been here before. No, I just hope that people here don't get sick of me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, they better not. Your your deal's through what twenty six now, two thousand twenty six. Well, it's um, I, I enjoy it. I mean, this is uh, always a place I looked at as a as a destination place, and you know, I, I just hope I can do a good a good enough job here that that people want me to stay. So that's always the goal that uh, that the people want you to stay, and and hopefully we can continue to improve the program and. We've got a lot to build on that we haven't had um, from five, six years ago. I mean, just the office I'm sitting in now, the the facilities we have, the weight room, the nutrition center, um, th this is really uh, – it's a much better job than it was five, six years ago. And uh, I'm hoping that we can continue to build it and get better and climb the ACC standings. Well, you've won 28 games in, in five years. No other Wake Forest – coach has ever done that you've won and played in three consecutive bowl games no Wake Forest coach has done that either so last year was historic in in that regard another opportunity don't want to get ahead of ourselves but uh, a possible fourth bowl game in a row and a chance to win that that would be uh, historic so you you've got the ball rolling so to speak the 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 snowball getting a little bit bigger now the facilities and just a lot of, as you mentioned, uh, Dave, a lot of different pieces of the puzzle are coming together, and you've got to have all those pieces, don't you, to, to, to be competitive not only just in this league, which gets more competitive every year, I think you could make the argument, but across the country as well. Yeah, and the facilities have really helped us in two ways. They've allowed us to function much better, whether it's the indoor, having more practice space, the weight room, the nutrition center. And obviously there's been a, an uptick with recruiting. When you have facilities like this, uh, you can tell that there is an institutional commitment to football. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. But you, you never view this as, okay, let's get four. Every year is unique. Every team is unique. The personality yeah. of it, the things we're going to go through the next you know, 14, 15, 16 weeks together. And I think when it's all said and done, you look back and say, hey, that's three in a row, or it'd be nice in January and February to say, hey, it's four. But the process of getting there is what we're going through now. And even though there is a historical context to it, we can't lose our focus on the day-to-day because -day, that's what gets you to that end goal of being able to say, hey, you made it to four. And, and there's a lot of hard work and a lot of things and a lot of execution that has to happen before we're even in that conversation. And um, I think we learned that lesson a year ago. Uh, I, I don't think last year we started the year with the, the right mindset of every year is a challenge, um, that every practice is meaningful, that every game's a challenge. And fortunately, we, we kind of got that culture back the last four or five games of the year. Um, and I think this year's team hopefully learned from last year that you cannot take anything for granted. And every single week that you line up, it's a challenge. And the preparation of every game is critical. And uh, if we can learn that from last year, I, I think we have a chance to be a really good football team this year. As I mentioned, we're going to talk with uh, Justin Sternad here in a little bit. Also, Cade Kearney. Dave, what can you tell me about those two seniors, their leadership, and the leadership of the other older players that you have now i know you're you're big on on leadership and this being a team that's that's led by players not coach led but player led 
I mean, I, I, as I said at Media Day, I mean, th those two are outstanding, but we have a bunch of guys that I would feel comfortable with anybody interviewing, any Wake Forest alum meeting, spending time with. Uh, Justin and Kate are, are two stand-up, uh, high-character, hard-working, um, do-right guys, and, and we're fortunate to have them, and, and they really are um, kind of the leaders on both sides of the ball. And uh, On offense, certainly Jack Frudenthal and Justin Haran fit that bill, and I think defensively, Sang Bass, he's become a really good leader for us. Um, but I'm proud of all those guys, and both of them have come so far in their careers here, and uh, the great thing about them is that they're very team-oriented. It's it's not just about them, that they want to see the whole team and the whole program continue to get better and excel. Coach, thank you. We will uh, we'll leave it there and look forward to being back on the radio uh, with you next uh, Wednesday night as we uh, talk about the Deeks. And then off we go on 14, uh, 14 weeks of you being with me on the radio in the middle of the week. I know you're looking forward to that. Oh, it's, the, it's the, uh, the highlight of the year, buddy. I appreciate it. Keeps you going. Dave, thank you very much. Okay. Hey, thanks, Dan. That's the head coach of the Deeks, Dave Clawson. His Deeks open up again August 30th against Utah State. Now, for that very first show, Stan, do you owe Coach Clawson a victory shake? He um, says I owe him two. Okay. I Bur guess. Birmingham Bowl. I know. Well, that, well, that's one. And then I guess the Duke game, I, I you know, I thought I'd paid him one, but. Hey, I trust him. I think he's worth two. Oh, there's no doubt he's worth two. And, and he is a lot smarter than I am. He went to Williams College. I, I meant to ask him, and I'll ask him next week, about his degree in political economy and how he has applied that to his coaching career. Uh, but anyway, he is, wow, is, have he and his staff done a terrific job at Wake Forest and uh, certainly uh, very excited about the uh, prospects of 2000 and uh, 19. All right, we're going to take another quick timeout. Uh, we mentioned we're going to talk with Wake Captain Justin Sternad on the other side of the break. This guy has gotten better and better and better. Honorable mention all ACC linebacker a year ago, and I think you'll enjoy our conversation with him here on the David Glenn Show on a Tuesday. Back after this. Number one of the David Glenn Show here on a Tuesday afternoon, winding down as we talk a little bit more about Wake Forest football. The Deeks in Utah State coming up August 30th. A lot of eyes on the Wake Forest defense that night, including fifth-year senior captain linebacker Justin Sternad, whom we spoke with yesterday. Justin, last year you had 105 tackles. You led Wake in that stat. Nine of those came in the bowl game. No Wake Forest player has ever had nine solo tackles uh, in a bowl game. You've got a pretty good uh, 2018 to build on getting ready for the year coming up. Yeah, um, last year was a good year. Uh, I thought defensively as a unit, I didn't think we played well, well enough to as what we wanted last year. And I think this year that's the goal. The goal is to play well uh, as an entire defense and just continue to build on what Coach Hempel has been telling us this offseason and have a great season in 2019. That switch was made last year by Coach Clawson with regard to the defensive coordinator. And now you, you I think this defense at least now has its kind of head around what what coach is trying to, to get you guys to do. And I think you're getting better. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, Coach Hempel, along with the rest of the defensive coaches, have done a great job of just uh, making us practice with great energy, um, really disrupting the football, something that we've been focusing on since the spring. And um, I think that's something that's going to help us very much this year. 
What do you think, just kind of in general, ACC fans and Wake Forest fans can expect specifically from the defense in 2019? I think the last couple of years people would say, well, the defense was good enough, but you know, the offense still had to score a lot of points for Wake to win. As you look at that combination in 2019, where do you think it sits? I think this year they can expect us to play with extreme effort and extreme discipline. Um, I think we're going to be much more aggressive as a defense, and I think we're going to be looking to get the ball out of any way we can. It's, it's looked kind of like that in, in fall camp thus far. Practices have gone that way, and I always kind of pay attention to what Coach Clawson says afterward. More times than not, he's had good things to say about effort, uh, tempo, things like that with regard to the defense. Yeah, especially with today's day and age of football, you're on the field so much as a defense. Uh, offenses are going up tempo. It's really important to try and get those turnovers because that's what changes games. Every year uh, in camp, Coach Clawson always talks about the turnover margin, and you look at it, and every team that's up there at the top of the turnover margin is a double-digit win team or the win in the ACC championship, and that's what we're looking to do this year. Fifth-year senior. Can you believe that? It, it, we, you know, it's <laughs> College careers just fly by. And uh, here you are, you've got, what, a maximum of 13 games to go. Yeah, it's gone by really fast. Um, I wouldn't have had it any other way, though. It's been awesome. Um, and I'm looking forward to end it, ending it the right way with a great season and uh, just continuing to have fun with uh, my best friends. What do you take away from your time as a college player, do you think? When you look back on your experience in Winston-Salem at Wake in the ACC, what, what are the things that will stand out to you historic bowl run that could be added to this year uh, but more times than not players talk about uh, the friends they've made the, the lifelong relationships that they have begun what about you what will you remember do you think uh, I think first and foremost the friends I've made absolutely I think um, some of the friends here uh, just uh, I'll remember and I'll have as some of my closest friends my whole life but secondly it's just more as maturing as a person, I think, um, developing as a man and really understanding how to handle adversity and battling through tough times. When I first came here, I wouldn't say I was a – my first year wasn't what I wanted it to be, and I just had to continue to work and develop and get to where I am today. Your class, uh, again, this is your, your fifth year. Uh, Coach Clawson has brought you guys along to where you're doing things that haven't been done at Wake Forest before. Where do you think this program – uh, sits now, Justin, with regard to its future and say in another four or five years, where do you think Wake Forest will be in the context of, of this league and, and college football across the country? I honestly think we can go as far as the players can take it. Um, I think Coach Clawson has done a good job of laying down the foundation here and building a culture, a winning culture to, of doing the right things. And I think as these young guys come in, they're, they're a little different from the young guys, like the older guys that have been here and have been through the three and nine seasons and the tough seasons. They have to understand that it doesn't just happen. It happens through hard work, um, execution, and just really high effort. And I think that's something that's going to have to continue to build at Wake Forest in order for more success to come throughout the years. A couple of minutes with Wake senior linebacker Justin Sternad on the David Glenn Show here today. Utah State, man, right around the corner. That's a great opener. That's a good team. Absolutely. Talented quarterback who will probably play in the NFL going to be a difficult challenge for the defense uh, here on August the 30th, won't it? Absolutely. Uh, it's a very important game for our season, I feel like. Um, really good opener against a really good team in Utah State. Um, as you said, their quarterback is a great player. Uh, we've been watching film on him already. and uh, He's very talented. He can run it and throw it. And um, we're just I'm excited to take the field with my teammates and uh, 
show what this new defense is all about and then just get a get a week one victory with my team and kind of an odd Friday 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 night start feels like you're back in high school absolutely but it's also a good experience you know some of the younger guys will kind of get to see what it's like to be on the spotlight uh, of night football games as hopefully we have more of those throughout the year um, with us winning games and um, I just it's an exciting opportunity for Wake Forest football and we'll need all the fans out there come August 30th Justin thank you thank you that is Wake Forest fifth year senior linebacker Justin Sternad S-T-R-N-A-D number 2363 about 225 pounds and I I just like watching him play. Uh, he's a, a great kid, big, bright smile, looks you right in the eye. And as a media relations director, Steve, this guy needs hardly any coaching. He is, and Coach Clawson mentioned it, he and Kate Carney, whom we'll hear from uh, a little bit later, I mean, they're just sweethearts to, to put out in front and represent your program. Absolutely. Justin is, is fantastic at that, as is Cade Carney. And, and one of the things that Dave Clawson talks about is, he is uh, very fortunate that at Wake Forest he gets a lot of uh, young men with uh, very high character. Uh, and, and I would agree, they all have a great presence in front of the media. They do a great job of representing the university. And I don't hesitate to put any one of our student-athletes, particularly football, out front of the media. I'll never worry about what they're going to say. Justin A. Captain, along with Cade Carney, will hear from Cade Carney next hour. And speaking of next hour, we'll get it kicked off with uh, soccer coach Bobby Muse. That's all coming up. Hour number two, Wake Forest Day on the David Glenn Show.